This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Third and goal from the six percent. Launches, touchdown, and Cooper was all by himself. In one hour... Jonathan Peterlin joins us, nighttime host, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. We'll get his thoughts on Jacoby Brissett, reportedly about to be the newest commander. You just heard Spiro Didas on the call on CBS of a Brissett touchdown this season. He had a dozen of those. We want to get more insight on Brissett. We'll be taking your calls at 800-636-1067 as the conversation continues here on Grant and Danny. But we want to tap into one of our favorite analysts, Brian Baldinger's expertise right now, joined by him on the BetQL guest hotline. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. Uh, Odyssey has his podcast, The Huddle, Jason LaConfora, Carl Dukes, covering the entire NFL. Baldy, thanks so much for the time. How are you? I'm good. I mean, it's a busy day, and so uh, we're all kind of like scrambling to figure out, you know, who's going where and how these, you know, two, you know how these teams are being uh, – Rebuilt, so you know I'm just here in Los Angeles working at the network, uh, having a pretty good, pretty good time over the whole thing. It's been a blast. Washington lands Jacoby Brissett as their veteran QB to help Sam Howell. What do you think? I thought Jacoby played great in Cleveland last year. I thought he, you know, of all the different places he's been to, I thought he played the most consistent football that he's played. Now they didn't win a lot of games and all that, but I thought he played well. Um, he's a guy that, look, I mean, I don't know that Washington is just ready to give Sam Howell the job. You know, I would like to hope that there's some competition there, but I'm, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to construct the quarterback room. But I believe, you know, with Sam Howell, uh, you know, with just limited amount of action, could be pushed by a guy like Jacoby Brissett in the experience he brings. So, Brian, how good is Jacoby Brissett right now? Because that's at the center of what you're talking about, right? Where if it's just a, a wonderful mentor, great backup to have, you know, if Sam Howell's sick for a game, you're not going to lose that much having Brissett fill in for a short amount of time. Or do you think he's better than that? And I think that's really instrumental in, in how they're viewing it and how we should too. I think so too. I mean, look, uh, even, you know, when Deshaun Watson came back last year, I thought it was Jacoby was playing – he was playing better. He played better than Deshaun did. And, um, you know, the results are the results. But, you know, I thought that overall, the way that he commanded the offense, the decision-making, um, just the lack of turnovers, I, I don't know. I, I thought he played well. I thought that he, he enjoyed that offense in the style of offense, a lot of play action. Uh, you know, Amari Cooper looked like he was having a good time playing with them uh, in some of those games. And so, you know, they, they lost a lot of close games. The Jets was ridiculous. But I thought, you know, overall, you know, he helped them to five or six wins. And um, I thought, you know, versus how he played in, you know, Indianapolis and Miami, some other places, I thought he played his best football. What do you think of their plan to, to roll with Sam Howell as their starter after just the one outing last year? 
Well, you know, they see him every day in practice, and they saw, you know, his study habits, how he prepared. So, you know, they have a, a, a much better feel than than I do at this point. But, you know, it's the offense is going to be considerably different than it was a year ago. And let's just face it, you know, the offense, I'm not going to say he's going to run Patrick Mahomes' offense, but, you know, it would be unfair to compare anybody to the success Patrick Mahomes has had uh, and to think that Sam Howell can play at that level. But I just don't think you can glean much off of one start, you know, in the NFL. I don't care who you are. And Patrick Mahomes started one game his rookie year. Nobody knew that he's going to be the MVP, you know, the next year or the following year. But, um, you know, it's just it's just hard to gauge on one game at that time of the year in January, uh, you know, against Pittsburgh, uh, fighting uh, for a playoff spot, all that stuff. So, I don't know. Like, I'm all for giving Sam a, a shot. But do you really know what you're getting, you know, with one NFL start? I mean, they, they know more than me, so they seem pretty comfortable doing it. Brian Baldinger with us here on Grant and Danny. So, I mean, listen, Brian, we're, we're what, three days into free agency. We haven't even had the draft yet, so there's a lot that's going to change between now and then. But if you're writing down your rankings on paper, NFC East, given the offseasons that everyone's had, where do you put Washington? Well, it looks like they've addressed their offense line, you know. I mean, bringing in Nick Gates and Andrew Wiley, uh, you could debate both those players. I mean, Gates missed a lot of time with injuries, and Wiley was looked like a backup playing right tackle, but he played very well for Kansas City last year. He certainly knows the offense. That's going to help. Uh, you can debate Cam Dantzler, um, you know, or Cody Barton, who ended up starting last year for Seattle, especially, you know, when they had some injuries there at the linebacker spot. But it's kind of hard to look at this whole thing and go, you know, the Giants look like, you know, with signing of Daniel Jones and getting Saquon in uniform for next year and to bring in some of the players that they have, like Darren Waller and Okereke, I mean, those are pretty good players. I mean, I think the Giants, just on paper, after three days, looks like they've made the most improvement thus far. Our guest is Brian Baldinger spinning around the NFL with him. Jacoby Brissett to the Washington Commanders, the big local quarterback news today. Nationally, Aaron Rodgers has made it known he wants to be a New York Jet. Now the question is compensation and what can Green Bay get? How do you see that going? Well, I don't think it's, you know, there's first-round picks involved here. I mean, Brett Favre came to the New York Jets in 2008 for a conditional fourth-round pick. Now, I don't. I think it's going to be more than that, and that might be holding up you know, part of this uh, finality that we're all looking for. And I'm sure the, the his contract and what he's owed is being restructured. So those things take some time. But I find it hard to believe that really there's one taker for Aaron Rodgers out there. And, you know, I'm, you know, people are sort of arguing about who has leverage in this deal. I mean, Green Bay has cut the cord. They've moved on. Do they still have a great deal of leverage? They're not bringing Aaron Rodgers back to Green Bay right now. Aaron realizes that. They're bidding against the New York Jets. So, I don't know, is second-round picks uh, that could be a first-round pick, is is that too low? I mean, I think a little bit depends on, you know, is this a one-year deal or is this a two-year deal? It's a two-year deal. I think the compensation could be a little greater, and if he has them in the playoffs next year, uh, maybe it can be even greater. So, these are some of the things that Joe Douglas and the Jets – you know, trying to work out with Green Bay right now. Brian, 
two two time MVP in a row there with with Aaron Rodgers. Then last year production dropped off. We should all be so lucky to have that kind of production drop off. By the way, where he was still pretty good without Devonte Adams and a team kind of in flux. How good is he right now? I've kind of made my you know egg on my face when I bet against Tom Brady leaving New England and he put up fifty touchdowns. As someone my age, I, I wonder how what you think Aaron Rodgers has left. Well, I mean, I think he's got a lot left. I mean, I don't see any change in the arm. I mean, he played with rookie wide receivers, two of them last year. He played behind an offensive line that lost both starting tackles at some point, was shuffled throughout the year. Uh, And the defense was incapable of stopping anybody. And so, you know, it was up to Aaron Rodgers to make all this stuff happen. And it was without, you know, the best receiver maybe that he ever played with, you know, in Devontae Adams. So, you know, you're going to say, okay, Alan Lazard, um, you're now going to be my number one target. Well, that's not, you know, a great offense. They couldn't get the deep ball for five or six weeks. They couldn't land one of them and lose to the Jets and the Giants. And, you know, in, some, in kind of unremarkable fashion, to be honest. You know, I, I think he can still play at a high level. And like a lot of quarterbacks, he's going to be as good as the people around him. He can't make everybody better. He can't make – bad left tackles better. You know, I mean, he still has to be need the time to be able to, you know, figure out what defenses are doing. And it helps if, you know, he had a better relationship uh, you know, from an experience standpoint with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and some of the guys he was thrown to last year. If he is with the Jets, he gets some of the pieces he's looking for. They make him comfortable. Where do you slot them in the AFC pecking order? Well, I, I don't think anybody can run away with that division. Buffalo, we thought, would run away with it. They really didn't. Um, Miami looks like they're making a lot of improvement on paper, but people question just, you know, could Tua withstand the rigors of a 17-game schedule? He couldn't do it last year. He's had a hard time doing that. What do they have? Is Taylor Heineke going to lead this team if Tua misses games? You know, there's question marks there. There's question marks in Buffalo about, you know, that you know Josh Allen led the league in turnovers last year. You know, and, you know, what is New England? What are they doing? I mean, I think the Jets can compete with all those teams now. They haven't done that at all. But, you know, with the improvements they've made, with the draft they had last year, with the way the defense started coming around, if Mekhi Becton and Ali Vera Tucker all come back healthy and Aaron Rodgers is comfortable, I mean, they should be a good offense with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and Lazard and, you know, Elijah Warren. I mean, they should be a good offense. And they should be able to put up some points. And defensively, uh, if you give that defense a lead, I mean, you know, they've got a pack of hungry wolves up front that can get after your quarterback. Baldy, how does this Lamar Jackson saga end resolve itself? Not only this year, but in, in, in future years. Where do you see this going? Well, I mean, you know, legally right now, teams can call him in South Florida. It's probably a 954 number in Broward County, um, you know, if I know my, my area codes. Uh, you know, I would think that his phone should be ringing. I, I don't understand any team that is quarterback needy. You could start really, you know, with the Indianapolis Colts, Washington, uh, you know, Carolina. I mean, you go through all these teams. Um, or any of these rookie quarterbacks, such a sure thing that, you know, Lamar Jackson should, would be threatened by any of them, Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. I mean, he's proven that he's going to win a lot of football games in this league. And you're going to be exciting, uh, an exciting team to watch. So Atlanta, I mean, you go through the list of teams that need quarterbacks. I, I would think that they should at least make the phone call 
uh, to Lamar down there in South Florida and see just how motivated he is to see if he can get you know a better deal than what they seem to be offering in Baltimore right now. But you can't get a deal if the teams aren't interested because of the price tag, the compensation, his injury history, uh, you know, whether he went to treatment with his knee injury or he didn't go to treatment, depends on what you want to believe. I mean, all those things can kind of knock a player down. Um, maybe that's what's happening, but I don't, I don't know that. But I would at least pick up the phone and call. Yeah, I think so, too. I think teams should be reaching out to him for sure, Baldy. I mean, the devil's advocate just being here in D.C., because we've talked a lot about this, and, and there are a lot of fans who think it's malpractice for a team like Washington not to be in on Jackson. And my point is, we know, based on Jackson's own mouth and, and Twitter account, he turned down three years fully guaranteed at 44.3 per, 133 mil. So that's not good enough. And presumably, even if you offered it, the Ravens would match it because they've already offered it to him. So it's got to be more than that for a guy that's missed a third of his team's games the last two years. As you said, there were questions about whether or not he was trying hard to get back. He had teammates question him in the locker room. His performance is the MVP four seasons ago. Two of the last yeah. three years, he hadn't been a top 15 guy, according to PFF, if you buy that. Uh, there are questions here, aren't there? I mean, he, he wants 50 mil a year guaranteed and two firsts. I'd rather have a quarterback making a half mil and figure it out later at this point, I think. Well, I mean, for a lot of the teams I mentioned, it's very difficult to build your team if you're going to give that percentage of your salary cap to one player. And a player that has not um, – it doesn't look like he has improved a lot in the past game. Now, you could say, okay – they haven't surrounded him with enough players. They've drafted seven wide receivers the last four years. Uh, you know, I mean, you could say that Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, you go through the list of guys. I mean, they've been drafting wide receivers. They have they catered the offense to his skills. And, look, if you're going to run the ball, and I was a proponent of him getting down and getting out of bounds, like not taking the hits. It just, it just, does, not, um, the, it, it just doesn't add to longevity. Um, with the type of hits that he was unnecessarily taking. I mean, I talked to LaDainian Tomlinson during uh, the combine a couple weeks ago, and he said he didn't have any problem stepping out of bounds and not taking hits as a running back. Because it was all about living for another day and another game and another year. And he did that like nobody else. And so I was a proponent when Lamar started taking off with it, get down, get the first down, get down. Get out of bounds, get the first down. I mean, but he would take these guys on over and over. And that was me, you know, flared up and had some injuries. Um, he's got to change the way. He's got to protect himself better, no matter where he goes and who he plays for. Baldy, give me a team, and again, it's still kind of early here in this offseason, but give me a team putting you on the spot that you like what they've done to this point, whether it's free agency or making some moves, cutting guys, just something that you like. Well, I, my number one free agent in this entire business was Javon Hargrave. Uh, you know, I know, you know, Deron Payne got signed in Washington. I think Javon's better, better player. I mean, Washington could argue that with me. That's fine. But I thought he was the number one free agent out there. What he's done the last two years in Philadelphia, um, his starting every game, the impact that he has had, how he makes everybody else around him better. I mean, you put him and Nick Bosa on the same side of a defensive front, good luck. Um, all of your protection, whether it's a running back, the center sliding, it's all going that direction. It's going to free up a bunch of room for other guys to go eat. I mean, just that signing and, and bringing Sam Darnold in was smart because I don't believe Sam Darnold's a bust. I, I know he's had injuries. I, I know, but he played good at the end of the season for Carolina last year. 
And he started looking like that guy that came out of USC. And so I think it's a good, you know, uh, insurance policy in San Francisco. Lord knows if any team needs an insurance policy, a quarterback, it's the San Francisco 49ers. I like what they have done. Um, I like what the Giants have done. I like what I kind of like what the Bears are doing. It, the trade, to, you know, it starts with the trade. I mean, they got themselves a haul from the Carolina Panthers for that first pick. They're a little lucky. It isn't always uh, a, a draft that's so quarterback-centric at the very top. So, you know, if you wanted to get the guy that you wanted, and Carolina seemingly has, then you're going to have to give up a haul. The number one picks and DJ Moore and whatnot, they got a chance to rebuild this team. And, um, you know, so I think they've done some good things there as well. Last one for you, Baldy. We'll let you go on this. I don't know how much draft you've studied yet, but who would you take with that number one pick of those QBs? Well, I think Bryce Young is the best of all of them, but there are major concerns about his frame. And, you know, is he a pumped up 204? Um, I don't think he's ever really been that heavy before. And we know that he's the same size as Kyler Murray. It's difficult to play the position in the NFL at that size. But, you know, he's had two unbelievable years at Alabama. And in some ways, his size actually helps him because he's so sudden and he's so quick with his moves and his footwork that if he was six foot three and kind of more along the, you know, uh, the guys that you like to have in that position, I don't know that he'd be able to move like he does right now. Well, you're the best, buddy. I always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for the breakdown. Yep. You bet, guys. You bet. Anytime. We love having Baldy on. He is sharp as a tack, always gives us great insight on Grant and Danny. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You could also listen to GNDNR. Bountiful amount of podcasts right. as well, which we always enjoy you doing. Uh, Jacoby Brissett to the Commanders. That's the big news of the day locally. There are some other Commanders items. They have re-upped with a key defensive player. We said we wanted to see them re-sign yesterday, so we'll tell you who that was next. But here's my big question uh, for you guys on Jacoby Brissett. Let's say this is non-health division, okay? This has nothing to do with Sam Howell being hurt or anything like that. Based on both quarterbacks being healthy all year long, over under Jacoby Brissett one half start, you go over or under. That means that he starts a game when Sam Howell is fully healthy. Over, under, one half start for Jacoby Brissett next season. 800-636-1067 is how you can get a hold of us. You can tweet us at Grant H. Paulson, at Funny Danny on the fan.